Today on the Roaring Trainers, Kanto in the Jazz Age. After a successful search and rescue mission into the Viridian Forest, everyone is finally back together. Now, the real question is, can our heroes make it out of the forest in one piece? Let's find out together here on the Roaring Trainers, Kanto in the Jazz Age. Welcome to the Roaring Trainers, Canto in the Jazz Age. I am Gatlin, your GM this evening and all evenings after this evening. I'm Adam, I play Atticus. I'm Aaron, I play Wesley. And I'm Nick, also known as Sandorn. All right. So uh, before we, we dive in here, uh, let's let's kind of do a brief little, little recap about what happened uh, last episode. So I went out into the forest, like, probably not the best idea to go along, but I ran to Tyler we ended up getting chased by these bee drills. We fell down a cliff, but we survived. But our clothes were just a little wet. <laughs> Storm came. We went into the... <laughs> we, we decided to hide in the forest. Storm didn't really let up. Oh, I caught a Pokemon. Yeah. That was really cool. That was pretty important. Yeah. That was, yeah, that's, that's pretty important yep. stuff. Congrats. Um, and uh, currently, Tyler and I just left off. We are trying to... In a tree a, you destroyed. We are, we are in a tree that we did... That I, had Scyther and my new Pidgeotto. Um, mostly didn't... Scyther. Mostly yeah. Scyther, but Pidgeotto helped a little. <laughs> a little bit. A little. Um, uh, and we're, yeah, we're just kind of hunkered down waiting for this storm to pass. All right, you guys had quite the, quite the adventure while all that was going on. All fun. All fun and games, I think, from what uh, Atticus remembers. <laughs> Which is none of it. I had to babysit Atticus <laughs> the entire time. We bought 12 cans of baked 20. beans. Twenty got left behind. <laughs> yep. I have it written down. I have a Pikachu fanny pack of holding. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> I remember singing some pretty dope-ass songs. <laughs> just walking. Like, and then we found out that Tyler and Sandoran were not at the gym, so we ran out to the forest to try to find them. Uh, we fell down almost into the water. I freaked I out a little bit. Atticus jumped. And then we found him cuddling with Tyler in a tree. Also, Atticus committed a little bit of breaking and entering. Yeah, you did. Oh, I not didn't so break much. anything, but I entered. <laughs> but you sure as hell entered. I just, just got, to, and got the hell out of there. Yeah. I don't know what was that, that was about. That's one of those things we'll just gloss over and never refer to again. We'll see. I think we just did. <laughs> All right. So just, I think there is a sweet roll wrapper somewhere in the middle <laughs> yeah. of that. <laughs> All right, so I think a good place to pick up here would be uh, exactly where we left off. So, Sundoran, you and Tyler are sitting in a tree. Um, K H U G G I N G. And uh, Atticus pokes around the corner and po- points his flashlight into the tree and says, Hey, you got room for a couple more? Well, what are you guys doing here? Who came to find you? Well, but, what the hell are you doing here? Wes is here. Well, I point at Wes. Nina's here. Hello. Hi, Nina. Remember I'm Pikachu Nina. Pete? Hello. <laughs> I hold him up. 
<laughs> well, now that introductions are done, let's uh, let's find a way to get us all shelter so we can weather out the storm. Yeah, nice um, hole in this tree. Tyler says thanks. Scyther did it. Oh my god. <laughs> This is a very beautiful tree. I'm glad that you destroyed it. Um, hey, maybe we could build like an actual shelter. Yeah. Yeah, we, I think. Um, yeah. So this, like, the storm is like it's oh, a yeah. raging, right? Yep. the The storm is still raging pretty hard. Uh, you can feel that the wind has actually like picked up. Yeah. And you can see all the trees are like bending, and like Abby's okay. kind of like struggling to hold onto your shoulder. Oh. Like you yep. can. Okay. You can feel her like wrapped around your neck like extra tight yeah not looking for blood but (laughs) (laughs) just just looking to just looking to hold on and pete like he seems pretty comfortable he's also kind of struggling to keep his footing but like he's having a good time yeah yeah all right um guys i think uh quit farting around here and uh we should definitely try to build a shelter uh tyler west can can we try to do that I think I like to do like a survival check or something. Yeah. Can I assist him? Uh, yeah, I think so. So I think how we'll, we'll do this, uh, you'll both roll a d20 for your uh, survival roll, and you'll have advantage. Oh, we're both, oh, we're both doing it with that advantage? No, no, no. No, no. The so advantage you, is that you're both rolling yep. at the same time. Oh, we take the higher and number. You just take, take the higher oh, okay. number. Well, it's not me. <laughs> I got a 19 plus 5, so I got 24. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think with that... We survived the shit out of this storm. Yeah. So... um, A bed and breakfast just erects itself in the middle of the forest. We'll kind of do like a a montage here. So like, tell tell me about the shelter and how you go about building it. Yeah, so I think I recall... Thank you. Yes, music. Yeah. We don't need to add music. No, I'm going to do it. Aaron's got this. You said it was like a willow tree and I... I think those those leaves, they, the branches come down, they're pretty thin. So I think uh, Atticus uh, asked Tyler to use Scyther to, like, cut some trees, cut some branches. He makes, like, some rope out of it. And before, like, you tree experts out there tell me that that's not going to work, you're worried about the branches not working, but a fucking giant praying mantis listening to me is okay with you. You can just go fuck yourself. <laughs> so don't at me at Twitter. Anyways, make some rope, cuts down some trees. Uh, I mean, I think actually I'd like to have the shelter go up against the hole in the tree that mm-hmm. they made. It's a little bit more room. And, um, yeah. And I know Sen has a waterproof sleeping bag. That was Canon from last episode. Going to use that for part of the top. Okay. And then we'll have a little section cause there's going to be a campfire in there. We do have a video game room as well. I think with a 19, <laughs> get some Wii U's in there. Not a brand deal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, T Q's. I don't know. I tried to come up with a different name. It didn't work. You're dumb. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So- All the time Atticus is just saying this to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. Where's the praying mantis? You're dumb. Well, what is up. this? <laughs> so we built ourselves an awesome shelter. Yes. yes. So I'm going to say with a, with a 24, you make a bomb-ass shelter. I think Tyler and Scyther actually go in and they, like, go chop some, like, extra wood in branches mm-hmm. from, like, deeper in the forest and bring it forward. And you guys have, like, a pretty, pretty nice, like, little lean-to thing. I'm going to say that this probably took you all about, I don't know, an hour Maybe an hour and a half. Everyone working hard. Probably. Yeah, with with yeah. everyone pitching in. Uh, I imagine that 
Ivysaur was helping out quite a bit. Bulbasaur and Ivysaur were like kind of working out as a team, but it was mostly Ivys- Ivysaur. That uh, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Abby was teleporting wood to like to the um, site. Yep. So it, just a very, very nice big team effort going yeah. on here. So you guys have this big shelter built. And... We may never go back to the city. <laughs> yeah. This is where we live. Podcast over. <laughs> yeah. And they all lived happily or smelly, smellily ever after. <laughs> Wes, how's that shower? <laughs> <laughs> I got one. It rained. <laughs> all right, so I think. Wait, wait. Do I have to tell you every time my character takes a shower? <laughs> please, please, no. Please, no. Please. <laughs> no, don't, don't. So I think that you guys are all just huddled in this nice shelter. Uh, Charmander was able to build a nice fire, and you're all just sitting around the campfire getting warm um so like i think that you guys probably all took your top layer of clothes off and have fashion Fuck yes <laughs> atticus is naked no i'm just kidding no and like fashion fashion no, only, no fan a, art of that, please. only a shirt but no bottoms <laughs> just, just socks <laughs> Stop business that's a why they call them business socks <laughs> So I think, oh, okay. Yeah. Right, so we're we're all we're all just sitting around the fire, waiting out the storm. I'll get nice and cozy. Yeah. So um, Sen, where what happened, man? You kind of, you and Tyler like got in some trouble or something, obviously. Yeah. Well, we went. Well, we went into the forest to catch some Pokemon, and and Tyler was nice enough to come with me, and we, I think you came with me. So. I think neither of you checked the weather report before you came in here. Point taken. All right. Yeah, you guys check the app on your phone. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Future man. And while we were out trying to catch Pokemon, it wasn't going so well for me, and I got a little frustrated. So I may have thrown a rock at a tree. He definitely did. And, well, one thing led to another, and we had to jump off that cliff back there. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm not good at math, but how does throwing a rock at a tree lead to jumping off a cliff? Well, we kind of angered it's a lot math. of Beedrill. Yeah. Oh. Tyler speaks up and he, he says, yeah, I um, I was kind of out doing some research for my brother and I was looking for that that swarm of Beedrill and darned if we didn't find them. Yeah. So, I mean, we Congratulations. got... Congratulations. <laughs> so we got away from them as best we could, but... You know, we ended up we ended up away from the trail, and we saw the storm coming, so we just tried to find some kind of shelter as soon as possible, and here's where we ended up. Well, I'm glad you guys are okay. Yeah, it was touch and go there for a minute, but, oh, I forgot, I didn't even tell you guys, I caught a Pokemon! You did? Yeah. What did you, uh, what'd you catch? Well, and I pull up my Pokeball, and I release my Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so in, in the shelter, the Pokeball bursts open, and Pidgeotto pops out of the Pokeball and does that little thing where uh, he shakes all of his feathers yeah. out <laughs> and, like, stretches stretches its wings, which are actually pretty pretty wide. Just poking people in the yeah. eye. <laughs> and then folds its wings back in and, like, does that, that bird thing where it keeps on, like, cocking its head and, like, looking at all of you, like, from, from the side and just kind of, like, it's there. Everyone? Wow, dude. Th- Everyone, this is Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto, these are all my friends. God. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I'm like, is he going to do something? Like, Call to you two. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. 
Yeah, thanks. And I return them. <laughs> so uh, this whole time, Atticus has been cooking cans of beans on the fire. And he uses his flannel shirt to take them off and hand them to the person next to him. So oh. I will subtract uh, five cans of beans from my, from your inventory. my inventory. Uh, you mean from my inventory? I'm <laughs> carrying them. That's true. Yeah, you want to subtract five cans of beans. <laughs> Boy, and you all laughed when I I give took you those. the rest of the beans <laughs> as well. They fit into my Pikachu fanny pack of holding. <laughs> You're just like putting a spoon into your fanny pack and just. <laughs> oh, yuck. No, just I dip, yeah, I empty the cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yucky. Yeah. Cool. Yep, that's what happens. Yep. Good, <laughs> good thing it's magic. Absolutely. Yep. So, so, yeah, you're you're all munching. And, like, do you guys share with your Pokemon? I do. I share with Charlie. Okay, I mean, for sure. Okay, so yeah, you you're all just sitting around the campfire. You don't have any utensils, so you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, what just drinking hands? the cans, Whatever. chugging okay, a can, of beans. Fine. Yeah. can of beans. Yeah, um, Sundoran. Yeah, Wes. Uh, before you mentioned that you got frustrated and you threw the rock, and that's why the beetroot came after you. Yeah, I was just sick of not catching anything. I mean, I couldn't catch anything with Surge either, and now, uh, and I was starting to think, well, I'd never catch a Pokemon. Yeah, I noticed that you, you've been frustrated before, even in the battle car when, when Charmander was taken out. Yeah. I got a little mad then. I did, yeah. Do you mind if I, if I offer you a little bit of advice? Sure. You know, I, I don't look at failure as, as something that's necessarily all that bad. What do you mean? Well, uh, if you look at everything as data, then every experience is something that you can learn from. Uh, losing a battle or, or, or not catching a Pokemon is just, is just more knowledge you can use as ammunition later. I guess so. But how am I supposed to be... How am I supposed to beat all the gym leaders if I don't have any more Pokemon and if I can't win any battles? Fail more. The more you learn, the better you'll get. Everything in life is just an experience. It's all data. And I think Nina chimes in. She says, you know, Sen, can I can I tell you something? Sure. My first gym battle, my first, like, badge, you know how many battles it took me to actually win and get that badge? How many? I had to try three times. Three times? Three times. Well, I don't have well, That third time was a charm, wasn't it? <laughs> third time was the charm. I mean, that's, uh, my, my Pokemon really came through for me, and if you believe in them... You can do anything, but if you get frustrated and you get angry, they're not going to want to work with you as, as much as they really could. And I kind of give like a small like kind of glance to Charlie. And I think Charlie looks up, looks up at you and gives you gives you a smile. I, I like hold out my fist and I'm like, uh, are you with me, buddy? And I think Charlie like leans his head forward and starts to open his mouth. <laughs> oh, he... no, 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 um, no, not for, okay, okay. I'm going to quickly switch my fist and, like, hold out the can of beans. <laughs> okay, and, like, he, he like, nibbles a little bit, but he was totally going to chomp on yeah, your hand a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I think he's with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll keep that in mind, you guys, because the last thing I want, the last thing I want is for my Pokemon not to like me. Like, I would hate for that to happen. And you don't want to fall off any more cliffs. Well, hey. That was Tyler's idea. That was not m my idea. Okay, that idea saved our lives. So I don't want any sass, young man. Yes, sir. I'd like you guys to know that this whole time, Atticus is just eating his beans and just looking at every person <laughs> that's dog. He just is he still hammered? Like, like, he just he's not. Know. He's pretty buzz yet. Yeah, because he drank a lot. But he's just like, yeah, don't pass advice. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, watch out for Charlie. He'll bite you. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just muttering to himself. <laughs> So I think after a little bit of talking, joking around, getting to know each other a little bit, you see that everyone starts to get a little bit tired mm-hmm. and their eyes just start to close. Actually, I, d- I do have something I want to throw in before yeah. this, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, so Atticus turns to Tyler and like, hey, Tyler, do you know why the gym was closed? We we went there and, and Nina, was, Nina was there. That's where we found Nina. And it was, yeah, it was completely dark inside. What's in there, by the way? Not that I would know sounds weird um what what's uh should the gym be um i wasn't in there but <laughs> the doors were locked and um and if there's any garbage in it litter um is there hours what's the hours of operation what i'm trying to say <laughs> wesley's is... now eating atticus's beans <laughs> like popcorn <laughs> um i don't think it's illegal but um uh fuck uh he looks at west uh, f- hey what's in the gym <laughs> we looked in the window it was super scary looking Oh, uh, th- that's just, uh, my, uh, Pokemon. Are what? they nightmares? <laughs> po- 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 Pokemon. Your, your Wait, Pokemon? your Pokemon? I fucking knew it. No, I mean, not my Pokemon, but, like, You're stealing um, Pokemon. My, <sighs> well, I told Sen, and I was hoping to kind of keep it, but my my brother is the the gym leader. Oh. And wait, you were in the gym? No. You sure? No. Okay. There are Pokemon in the gym. Um, just some some of my brother's like best Pokemon. He doesn't really like to keep them in their Pokeballs. So he just locks them in a dark, scary gym at night. He converted the gym to be a makeshift sanctuary for his bug type Pokemon and they're really happy in there. That's just fucking nightlight or something would be nice. Well, they're, they like the dark. Oh, how many Pokemon does your brother own? He has a decent amount of, of, of bug type Pokemon. Uh, he caught most of them here in the, in the, in the Viridian forest. So nothing really too, too abnormal, hmm. but seriously, were, were you in the gym? Why was it closed? Does it have hours? Uh, my brother's, uh, he, um, he's busy. What's, um, what's your brother's name? Max. Matt, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. My brother. Sounds made up. Um, and you're out in the forest right now. Yep. And you have been for a while, right? He's been with me the whole time, Atticus. Yeah, interesting. The gym's been closed that whole time, too. Really? Yeah, gym leader, nowhere to be found. Um, Nina said that right before the, right before this, she saw you running out of the gym towards the forest. Is that right, Nina? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what I saw. Yeah. And then, and then, um, the gym's closed. And you know awful lot about what's going on inside that gym. Yeah. You know all about the Pokemon. Yep. You know all about the uh, environment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you say you're a bug Pokemon expert? I, I would I would say that um that I know a lot about bug Pokemon yeah mm. Mm. and then at this point Atticus uh, takes his finger and just a like just a big scoop of beans <laughs> into his mouth you know what Tyler uh what what Atticus I may just be um an average farm boy but I know when someone's uh messing with me 
You can't get this past me. Yeah? You're the janitor at the gym. <laughs> uh... It's okay. It's a, you know what, ma'am? It is an admirable profession. You don't have a brother. You just want to make yourself seem cool. Um, I'm going to say you're wrong on one count and right on another. Like, you caught me. I, I'm one of the gym's caretakers, but I definitely have a brother. I mean, I, I told Sen all about him, how he's been overshadowing me my yeah. whole life. And that's why Tyler's kind of felt like... You know, he's kind of felt like less of a man. Like he's cleaning. I up never the said mess. less of a man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, can I can I just level with you all for a second? Sure. Mm-hmm. The town doesn't know this yet, but my brother, the gym leader, had an accident about three months back. Here in the Viridian Forest, he was he was studying this beedrill swarm, and he had they were they chased him off a ledge. He didn't land exactly right, and he can't walk anymore. So I've been Dang. I've been doing a lot of the field research myself, uh, doing the stuff that he he can't anymore he's still the gym leader he's he still takes on challengers he just he can't do his gym leader duties his gym gym leader research anymore so the town doesn't know and my brother's just been kind of this figurehead for the town since he took over the gym and i guess i was just really nervous to get that out there oh oh my god i hadn't we had no idea yeah, the the gym's closed right now, um, cause he's just undergoing some treatment in town. Um, everyone's been keeping it pretty hushed. Even the challengers don't really know. He he hides it pretty well. But if we could just keep that between us, uh, I guess I'm I'm sorry for being secretive, but I just figured I should let you guys know since we've become. Pretty good friends. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we're we're not gonna tell anyone. Like, that's that's not our place. We, I mean, I don't know about everyone else here, but I just hope he gets better. Yeah, he's doing really fine, really good. His his spirits could could be a little bit better. The only thing that he really enjoys, as of right now, is battling. So, he misses doing the research, but. I, I think it's really, really nice that you guys are here to challenge him. I think he'll really like that. Dang. Well, uh, that's awfully big of you, man, to take up a lot of the responsibility. Well, thanks. I, uh, I, I just, I just want to help him feel better. Kind of working two jobs, janitor and part-time gym leader. <laughs> yeah, you could. Uh, you, Good for you, man. You could say here, that. Here's another can of beans. He takes the can of beans and. Um, now he, down to six. <laughs> and I think Scyther this whole time has just been like sitting behind Tyler and Tyler holds out the can of beans and you see Scyther go and slices off the top of the can of nice. beans. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he just starts to kind of like sip it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah. Wes. Uh, 
you you mentioned that your brother had an accident, but you haven't really said much about him. What's uh what's your brother like? Well, he uh he's like really awesome. He oh, how descriptive. Um, he <laughs> he. What kind of Pokemon does he have? Well, bug. Um, does he have any weaknesses? <laughs> Can't you... I mean, like, what kind of guy is he? He he. Um. He Michael Jackson. Well, he he's very competitive. Like, I think that's one of the main reasons why he became a gym leader. the The old gym leader retired about maybe three or four years ago, and for a while there was just no leader. And then my brother took all of his uh, gym leader exams. The town welcomed him with open arms, and he's been he's been just a great leader ever since. How do you feel about taking his responsibilities, or at least some of them? I, at first I wasn't okay with it, but I know that being able to do this makes him feel better about because I know that he he definitely feels bad that he can't do the stuff that he loves for his gym to keep it up. But I feel better about it now. A lot, a lot better about having to take over some of his responsibilities. Make, makes me maybe think one day I could be a, a gym leader. I think you'd make a good one. Yeah, I mean, you've got that, that kick-ass looking bee drill of yours. And that thing stands out from all the others because of its color. Well, thanks. Yeah, I I love my Beedrill. Uh, I think I think he'd make a great great uh great gym Pokemon, for sure. And Nina chimes in and she says, "Well, do you think maybe one day you'd want to take over like the Viridian gym?" And then at this, Tyler shakes his head and like, "No, no, no. I could I could never I could never take." what what's my brother's no it's it's his like he he deserves it he 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 earned it that's it's his but what if he can't do it anymore no he's he's gonna be able to do it for a really long time he's no he it's his it's his gym he'll always be able to do it do the gym well i mean the last guy retired it's only a matter of time before he's gonna want to retire too and with this accident it might be sooner rather than later. You know, I if he's ever going to retire, it's going to be a really long time from now. So I, 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 no, this the gym's his. He's he earned it. He, no, I I could never, I could never take that from him. Well, okay, and you're a good brother, Tyler. You support him a hundred percent, and I think if he could hear some of the stuff that you were saying right now, he'd be really proud to have you as a brother. I mean. You've been helping him so much, he probably really appreciates it, even if he doesn't say so. Well, thanks. I I really hope that he does. I give him a little pat on the back. <laughs> All right. And then the uh, 90s... Give Scyther a high five. <laughs> <laughs> and then the 90s sitcom music. Do-do-da-do-do-da-da. <laughs> so I think at the end of this conversation, uh, everyone's eyes are starting to get a little bit heavy. And you all start to drift off. And then Nina is actually seeing all this happen. And she's like, wait, all right, guys, wake up or wake up. Okay. So if, if we're going to sleep, we should probably have someone like keep out, watch, stay up, make sure no funny business goes on. Right. Tyler, like, I mean, what's, what's in this, what's in this forest? 
And then Tyler says, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's probably very smart. Um, I mean, not all the Pokemon in this forest are as nice as Scyther here. And Scyther, like, smiles <laughs> <laughs> at you all. Great. Now I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> yeah. So if we if we want, I, I can take the first watch and um, make sure. Um, no, no. Um, Nina, Tyler, uh, you know, Nina, you didn't, you didn't have to be here. You came with us to help us find our friend's son. So I think I'll take the first watch. Um, I got to take a leak anyways. I, I drank a lot tonight. Are you sure? Um, like, I, I, no. I really don't mind. No, I'll take your watch. It's fine. Okay. I got the first watch, guys. Sounds good to me. I'll take the second one. I'm probably not going to get much sleep with this storm anyway. I, I don't mind taking the third watch. And Tyler Tyler says, you guys, like, um, I can take a watch or something. Dude, like, don't you work two jobs. Like, <laughs> don't worry about it. You need some sleep. Consider it a vacation, my man. Uh... Well, I mean, I'd hardly consider a night in a stormy forest a vacation, but... Well, beggars can't be fucking choosers. You're a janitor, okay? God damn. Wow. All right, I'm, I'm getting out. I'm, we're going to... Come on, Abby, let's go. Okay. So, I think... How how far out do you go? I think that... At the... I, think, I don't think uh, I would go beyond the perimeter of the, of the tree. Because, okay. you know, willow tree's got a pretty far spread. Mm-hmm. So, I think... Uh, I don't know, I'd imagine it'd be... From the trunk, at least 30 feet, mm-hmm. and then the diameter of that. Just kind of walking around in circles. Okay. So, Bef- hold up. Before Sindorin, uh, like heads to bed, he returns Charlie to his Pokeball. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. And you see Tyler return uh, Scyther, and Nina returns Ivysaur. And so it's just uh, just the humans and an Atticus and an Abby and a Pete. Yep. All right. So... Yeah, so I go to the uh, opposite side of the tree, mm-hmm. and I go right to the edge of the um, the willow tree's, uh, what do you call it, um, umbrella, the mm-hmm. yeah. ha- hang of the tree. And uh, yeah, that's that's where he's standing right now, and he just kind of walks the perimeter. Okay. So I think at this point, the rain has died down, and so is the wind, but it's still raining, and you can still hear the faint sound of... Thunder, and you can still see lightning flashing in the distance. Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Roaring Trainers. I hope you've been enjoying the show so far, because we have had a lot of fun playing it and sharing it with you. As always, I'd like to tell you a little bit about Die Hard Dice. Have you been rolling your dice quota today? If you haven't, shame on you. You need to get rolling. And I've got the remedy. Head on over to dieharddice.com and pick yourself up a super great set right now. And maybe get a dice rolling tray to go along with it. They got everything you're going to need there, so take a look around, and when you're ready to check out, enter the promo code ROARINGTRAINERS to save yourself 15% off your order. Listen, I can't guarantee that they're magic, but I also can't guarantee that they aren't magic. I don't have that kind of expertise. By the way, have you checked out our Patreon yet? We've got a bunch of reward tiers that can fit your budget, but shout out to our current and new Patreon members. Axel Larson, Carrie Eskridge, Jackson Sherman, Devin Hebner, or how about Cameron Hill, the DM for the awesome Coventry podcast, and Tyler Malter, who the character Tyler Maltese is named after, both of which have been supporters since the beginning, as well as Johanna Hauer, 
who the character Johanna is named after. Also, Johanna is our featured artist for our first couple of Patreon rewards, so check out more of her art on Twitter at Yamilnaba right now. That's Y-A-M-I-L-N-A-B-A. Speaking of Twitter, you can also follow us on it, at The Roaring Trainers. While you're at it, follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Maybe even hop in our Discord and hang out with us. We'd love to see you there. And trainers, I know I say this every time, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening along with us. This podcast doesn't happen without the support you've shown us, and we're grateful for it. We're humbled that you choose to spend your time adventuring along with us, and we can't wait to continue the story along with you. Now, my friends and I have a forest to patrol, so let's get back to the show. Alright, so for this next part, uh, I actually had Nick and Aaron leave. Yep, it's just the two of us. So it's just me and you. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. (laughs) You and I. (laughs) You and I. And Pete and Abby. And Pete and Abby. Should be part of the song. Yeah. Anyway, so so you step out into the darkness Mm -hmm. with only a slight glow from inside of the shelter. I have a flashlight, too. You have your flashlight? Yep. Yes. Okay. And you're just kind of walking the perimeter? Yeah. Okay. I think depending on how long, like, after a while, maybe he, like, goes and sits next to the trunk of the tree, Mm -hmm. like, takes his flashlight and just, like, turns it on and off in Abby's face, Mm -hmm. just to piss her off a little bit. (laughs) So, tell me a little bit about uh, Abby and Pete. What are are they doing with you right now? Um, I think they're probably uh, either... On my shoulder, I'd imagine Abby is probably just like sitting on my shoulders. She, when she gets tired and she doesn't want to walk, she likes to like pop up on my shoulders and like droop her arms over mm-hmm. and then just like rest her head on top of my head and mm-hmm. like fall asleep. Yeah. Um. So she's probably doing that. Pete, I'd imagine Pete. Uh, I've only had him for a, a little bit now, so I don't think he quite. You know, the relationship's not you know quite to the level of Abby, of course. But I think like he, he's always got me in in view. Maybe mm-hmm. he's not following me right yeah. next to my heels, but he's always like five to ten feet away. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think at this point, like Abra, the Pokemon Abra, one of its main things is that it sleeps a lot. Right. And it sleeps very deep. Mm-hmm. So I think right now Abby is exactly where you said she was, asleep on your head. Yeah. And I think Pete, he was up and active for a little bit. But I think he's since settled down, and he's kind of curled up in your lap, uh, okay. and, and you're sitting at the base of the willow yep. tree, correct? Okay. So about an hour or so goes by. It's pretty uneventful. You've been playing with your flashlight a little bit, um, walking the perimeter, but you've since settled down at the base of the willow tree. And I'm going to have you make a perception check. And that one. Nat one. Okay. So you, I think you fall asleep. Shit. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm drunk. So you start to nod off. Like you're doing that thing where your eyes are open and then they start to close and your head starts to drift to your chest. Yeah. And then it pops back up. Yeah. And it kind of jerks Abby a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you do that a couple times and then you hear... Atticus. What the fuck? I actually hear it, or am I dreaming? You 
you're not sure. Okay. You're dri- I, I you're think, drifting um, in and out. Boy, I think if he heard it or he thought he heard it, he would definitely kind of have a start, like be awake or feel awake. Okay. And look around, flashlight out. So you you wake up and you start pointing your flashlight out and around, and you don't see anything. Okay. Do you think Atticus would relax and, or do you think he's like up now? No, I think um he's not sure he heard it. Uh, I think here's what I because he's kind of what uh, what the fuck was that? Um, he looks at Pete. Is Pete awake? I think Pete's fast asleep. Okay, in your lap. Right um, now. Abby's still asleep. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I I I, I must be fucking <laughs> some good beer. Oh man. Um, oh, I must be hearing shit. So he kind of settles back down. He takes Abby off. Kind of puts him puts her next to him, mm-hmm. so she doesn't uh, fall off or anything. Mm-hmm. And I think he relaxes a little bit again. Okay. And then you're a little bit more awake at this point, and you hear, "Boy, do I know where it's coming from?" Mm, with your perception check of one, <laughs> you don't. Okay. Uh, I get up. I walk about five feet away from the willow tree and see if I can I try another perception check now that I am focused in and I heard this a second time. Sure. Just want to see if I can tell where it's coming from. Sure. That's a natural 20. Nat 20. Okay. <laughs> nat 20. So, so with a nat 20, you hear it coming from behind you on the other side of this willow tree. I go. I walk around the tree. Okay confidence and my fists are clenched as i leave abby and pete there i don't think as soon as it's you kind of freaking me out a little bit as soon as you pop around the willow tree you see this large imposing figure standing there who are you atticus no i'm atticus boy don't test me what are you doing here why did you leave? I, I had to have the first watch. Why did you leave? You just left. I take my flashlight and I shine it on him, the thing. You shine your flashlight on this figure and you see a person that is fresh in your memory. You haven't stopped thinking about this person. You're looking at the face of Rodney Marigold. Oh, fuck. Atticus. Yeah? Why did you leave? You're, you're alive? Why did you leave? What do you... I walk towards him. As you walk towards him, he moves toward you, and his eyes were once looking at the ground, but then they pop up, and they're completely white. I, I stop. What? Dad, what? Dad? Why did you leave? I I didn't want to. I I had to. You I, left. Are you okay? What are you what are you doing here? I'm not here. And then he vanishes. What the fuck? So I think after this happens. You're just kind of silent. Yeah, how much is left on the watch? Just 
I think you probably have about an hour left of your watch. I think after standing there for a while and just taking in what happens, he just goes back to his spot. I think he just stands there, kind of watching Abby and Pete, Mm -hmm. and then just looking around until the end of his watch, and then he grabs them both, and he goes inside inside the tent, and then uh, Sen is next, I believe. Mm -hmm. Are you awake, Sen, or are you sleeping? Uh, Tossing and turning, but not like not aware of anything that's going on. Okay. Um, Atticus walks in. Um, he's pretty quiet. He sets down Abby and Pete uh, by his, like, sleeping spot, I guess. And he kind of, like, kicks your foot, son. Oh. Oh. I, hey, Atticus, I, I guess it must be my turn, eh? Um, yeah. And then he just goes and lays down. Alright, so I, I get, I don't make much of that. I mm-hmm. just get up um, I walk out of the tent, throw out my Pidgeotto. Mm-hmm. It actually like comes out into the air and it's like flapping in place for a second, and then swoops down and just lands on your shoulder. All right, buddy, we're gonna keep. It's our turn to keep watch. And then Pidgeotto does a yawn. <laughs> I know you're tired, but just just stay up with me for a little bit, so I have some. I have a little bit of company. Pidgeotto already has its head underneath its wing. <laughs> well, okay. So I just I just have them with me. Okay. So you walk out of the enclosure and into the night. All right. So you get up and go into the night. Uh tell me a little bit, where do you go? Um well, if if Pidgeotto's going to be basically asleep on my shoulder, um I'm going to because you said this tree, if I recall correctly, is like in not a clearing, but like it's in a why a kind of more open area, right? Well, this this willow tree was in the middle mm-hmm. of a big wooded area. Okay. So because the willow tree is just so big, it forced all the other trees to not grow around it. Okay, gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna kind of make a perimeter that's about let's say a hundred yards. Okay. Away from the tree. Do you go? So you go out from under the tree and you're just walking around? Yes. Okay. So I think you're walking around this perimeter and I'm going to have you make a perception check. <laughs> nat one. <laughs> All right. So with the nat one, I think that you're completely in your own head. I believe Like it. you're supposed to be like attentive and listening out for stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't, you're not paying attention at all. Okay. You start to round this corner, and then from behind you, you hear laughing. From behind me. Not in the direction of the tree, I take it. No. Um, I'm going to say, with the, per- with the perception check of a one, you... I don't know where it's coming you from. You didn't... Yeah, you don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> okay. You, you didn't see anything, but then from behind you, you hear the faintest... Woman's laugh. Faintest woman's laugh. Um, I kind of nudge Pidgeotto and I'm like, hey, hey, Pidgeotto, wake up. And then Pidgeotto slowly takes its head out from under its wing. Do you, do you hear that? And then Pidgeotto like looks up into the sky and then puts its head back underneath <laughs> its wing. I can see you're not going to be much uh, of much use. I return him back to the ball. Okay. Okay, so I know it's from behind me, so I look behind me. You look behind you, and you don't see anything. Don't see anything. And then you hear 
this laugh again. Is it getting louder? It's a little louder. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to hide in the bushes. Okay, you go in the bushes to hide. And then you hear this woman's laugh again, and it's even louder. And you hear her say, (laughs) Coward. Uh, I immediately break into kind of like a nervous sweat. And then you hear her go, (laughs) Never good enough. I kind of like say that to myself, wondering what she means. Right. Never good enough. Uh oh. (laughs) Um, I'm going to look behind me (laughs) you look behind you and you see this silhouette of a woman about your height but that's all you can see Hmm. and then you hear you were such a waste of time I immediately hop out of the bush and like jump backwards and then this figure starts to float toward you and you hear You're never going to be good enough. Who are you? Seth. You don't know me. And she starts to float further toward you. I keep backing up. Stay back. Don't come any nearer. And then you see her look up. And it's your mom. Oh, Oh, I need a moment. Oh, Oh, boy. Um... You hear her say, What are you even doing out here? Mom? You should have never left. But but, but I I had to. I had to to do it for you and Dad. And look where it's got you. Just a big baby in a forest, throwing temper tantrums. Not a baby. You're not a baby. Oh, Sen, you're a baby. I am not a baby, and I throw my Magikarp Pokeball at her. Okay, so... Not to release him, just to distract her. So you throw this Pokeball at your mom, and the Pokeball goes right through her, and she vanishes. Oh, whew. Uh, when she vanishes, I kind of am just like... And you hear flopping in the grass. Oh, I gotta find that thing. I go over and look for the Pokeball. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have you make uh, an investigation check with disadvantage. Ooh, jeez, okay. 12 was the lowest. Okay, so you search around a little bit, and you find Magikarp just flopping around in the grass, <laughs> but you don't find the Pokeball. Man, I pull out uh, Charlie and I release him. All right, so Charlie comes out of the Pokeball and he comes out with a yawn Mm -hmm. and his tail's pretty bright. Hey, buddy, I I know it's late and I I want you to get some sleep, but I lost Magikarp's Pokeball. Do you mind mind helping me look for it and lighten away for me? Charmander gives a quick yawn and then starts to look for the Pokeball. Okay. So we're going to search for the Pokeball a little bit. Okay, uh, just make a regular old investigation check now. Nat 20. Okay, (laughs) so 
So I'm going to say as soon as Charmander comes out of the Pokeball and you ask him to start finding it, mm -hmm. he just like turns his tail <laughs> and then you see the glow from the gold on the Pokeball mm -hmm. and... Oh, oh, there it is, buddy. It was right behind you. Right. And I go over, pick it up, and um, I turn towards Magikarp, and I'm like, sorry about that, Magikarp. Won't happen again. And I return him. Okay. Uh, and then I turn to Charlie, and I'm like, thanks, buddy. I guess it was right here the whole time, and I return him. So then your watch hasn't been going on for very long mm -hmm. right now. It's probably been about, I'm going to say maybe 20 minutes, and your watch is probably supposed to be around two and a half hours long. Okay. Uh, you can just tell me what you do with the rest of your watch if you yeah, want. Yeah, so basically I, I decide that I'm, I'm going to stick closer to the tree, and mm -hmm. I'm going to follow basically what Atticus's footsteps were doing. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole time, literally the whole time, because Sen would let something like this bother him for a while. Um like I'm, I'm just pacing around, and I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what, like, my mother, like, I haven't seen her since I left, like, what, what, what was that? And I just, just kind of questioning what on earth he saw, if even if it was his mother or not. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so do you just, uh, do you just hunker down at the base of the tree and just wait it out then? Yeah, essentially. Like, okay. I no, actually, I. He doesn't sit down. In fact, oh, okay. this keeps him up. This okay. keeps him up and very concerned. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I think with that, your watch is over. So I am going to head back over to the tent, quote unquote tent. To lean grab, to tent. Yeah, yeah. lean to tent. Um, to grab uh, Wes. Okay. Um, I head inside and I, I sort of like kneel down and I like kind of shake his like shoulders. And I'm like, Hey, Wes, wake up. Five more minutes. No, no, I don't think so. I'm 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 dog tired. I, I I need to get some sleep. All right, I'm getting up. Uh, uh Wesley gets up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh so Wes is up and do you take your spot back in the I take my spot, but I probably stay awake for a good five minutes. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Wes. So for your part of the watch, uh, just kind of describe what, uh, where you go, what you do. Um, this is interesting because I don't think that Wesley has any experience doing anything like this. He's not used to being in the great outdoors. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think he probably tends to stay pretty close to the tree, and okay. maybe he does like some laps around the tree. Okay, sounds good. So after about a half an hour, of how many laps? Um, I'm going to say, do you, are you like consistent? Are you doing like a power walk around the, yeah, yeah, getting some exercise? Like too. <laughs> so after about, mm, maybe about 10, 15 laps around this, this big grandmother willow tree, I'm going to have you make a perception check. Uh, 19. 19. Okay. So you start to hear some rustling coming from the bushes. Bushes don't normally do that. Uh, not on their own, generally, no. I'm going to go check it out. Okay. So you walk into the direction that you hear this rustling come from, and it starts to rustle even harder and faster. Hmm. I still go to that bush. <laughs> okay. So you, you make a beeline toward this bush, and this dark figure pops out of the bush. 
its silhouette is about three and a half feet tall. Okay. And as soon as it comes out of the grass, it's just standing still. Can I make out what it is? Uh, I'm going to say it is pitch black outside. So do you have your flashlight? You have a uh, flashlight. Yeah. yeah. I okay. mean, I think I think he would have taken it to do his. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's marching around this tree. He's yep. got the flashlight. He's shining it anytime he hears mm-hmm. any sort of noise. I don't think he's particularly scared mm-hmm. to be doing the the watch, but I yeah, I think he has the flashlight with him. And okay, so I think you point the flashlight at this figure, and this figure looks very familiar to you. You point your flashlight at this figure, and you see a Marowak. Is it uh... a Marowak? Now we haven't talked about this before, but Wesley has. A history with a Marowak. Is it this Marowak? Let's let's talk a little bit about your past tense Marowak. Okay. What does Marowak mean to Wesley? A Marowak was one of Wesley's basically childhood friends as a Pokemon. Um, it, it, it was one of the helpers around the house. I don't know if maybe it was Carbuncle's Pokemon, um, but it, it... I think that's that's a great that's great canon. It was it was Carbuncle's one of Carbuncle's Pokemon, one of his personal Pokemon. Um, as for being a helper around the house, it would do anything that Carbuncle told it to, but you regarded this Marowak as one of Carbuncle's dear friends and by extension, one of your dear friends. Right. Carbuncle was more of a parent to me than the, my actual parents were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a lot more of him. So I think Wesley was particularly uh, attached to this Marowak. Yeah. Um, so you've you had this Marowak in your life from the time you were born and at what age did this Marowak pass? I think Wesley was pretty young. Um, He didn't really understand um, death at the time. Mm -hmm. He was probably somewhere around 10. Um, Marowak, you know, died old age, you know, as as all living things do. Mm -hmm. Um, But Wesley probably took it very, very hard. Okay. Um, He didn't understand why Marowak wasn't around anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he went, he got pretty depressed afterwards. Um, and he was looking for some sort of relief, uh, some sort of purpose after that. And I Mm -hmm. think that's where he gets into research. Um, not so much because, because of his parents, but he starts getting interested in like, where did Marowak go? Why is Mm -hmm. he here? Why, what happens when you die? Yeah. What are ghost Pokemon? Are they the same as, you know, ghosts from humans? Mm -hmm. Um, do ghosts exist? Right. That kind of stuff. For sure. So, all that being said, you point your flashlight at this Marowak, and there are some distinct features that I think you recognize. You remember that this Marowak had a couple chunks out of one of the horns on its head, uh, Carbuncle, before he got into the butlering business, he was actually a Pokemon trainer. Oh. And this was his Pokemon, one of his partners. So it's been through the... Yes. It's been through the trenches. And you're noticing that there are similar chunks out of its horns on its head, but its eyes are dark. It's almost like it's just the skull of Carbuncle's Marowak, but it's standing up clear as day. 
I think Wesley is probably having a reaction similar to the one that I'm having right now, which mm-hmm. is shock. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he knows what to do now that he's seeing something from his past right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just stands there, like, shocked, basically. And then Marowak sees that you aren't really reacting how he wants you to react. So he steps forward and points its head up at you and just stares at you with its blank eyes. Um, I think Wesley, I think Wesley starts to cry. Um, he gets down on one knee and he, he very slowly reaches his hand out towards this Marowak. You can see that Marowak was not expecting that at all and actually flinches backwards and like holds its bone up in front of him. But then he sees you reaching out and he puts his bone down and then starts to reach toward your hand and it would have touched, but his hand just passes right through yours. Marowak is, is it really you? And then you see Marowak's figure start to fade and swirl. And then in front of you, there's no longer Marowak but it's this ghastly and you know ghastly to have this big stupid smile on its face normally but it's not smiling it's it actually looks kind of guilty ghastly ghastly that was you you were bring marowak back and then ghastly flinches backward and just is looking at you with these really sorry eyes. No, it's it's okay. I, un- I understand. Why are you doing this? Why show me this? And then you see Ghastly's eyes go to the ground, and it looks really ashamed. I think at this point, Wesley is has gone through basically the whole spectrum of of human emotions. He doesn't know what to do with this mm-hmm. this ghastly that is in front of him took the form of his, you know, childhood friend. He's he's been angry, mm-hmm. um, happy, sad, all in the span of ten seconds. Yeah. Um I think all he can do is just sort of reach out again at this ghastly and cry, I guess. Mm-hmm. The ghastly starts to look at you with these pitiful eyes like and instead of backing away it actually like floats a little bit closer to you and like just looks at you Gasly you knew the form of my my childhood friend you knew Marowak's form H- how you know something about me and then you see this ghastly just like look to the left, look to the right, and then it looks down again. I have to know what it is you know about Marowak. I, Gasly, will will you come with me? And Wesley takes out a Pokeball uh, from his pocket, and he, you know, pushes the button. He he expands it and and sort of holds it out to Gasly. Mm-hmm. You see, Gasly, upon seeing the Pokeball, flinches backward. 
and like isn't looking at you anymore. Its eyes are like focused on the Pokeball. It's okay, Cassidy. I, I I won't force you, but I I really would like for you to come with me. And I place the Pokeball down on the ground in front of Ghastly. And then you see you see Ghastly look at the Pokeball and then look up at you. And then its form starts to spin and change. And then you see Carbuncle standing in front of you. And then it starts to spin and change. And then you see your dad. It starts to spin and change. Sees your, and then you see your mom. And then it does this rotation. It goes through Sen. It goes through Atticus. It goes to Abby. It goes to the bartender. It goes through all these people that you've met. It goes to Will. It goes to Irene. It just starts to cycle through all these people. Ghastly, you, you're reading my mind, aren't you? And then Ghastly's form spins, and it's Ghastly again. Ye- so you don't know about Marowak? Its eyes then, like, go to the ground again. Well, my feelings don't change. My, my invitation still stands. If you would like to come with me, you're certainly welcome. I, I don't hold this prank you've played against you. And I think Ghastly looks up from the ground, looks at you, and then looks at the Pokeball, and then back at you again. And then you see Ghastly float toward the Pokeball and vanishes inside of the Pokeball. You see the Pokeball shake once, twice, three times, click. So Ghastly just phased into the Pokeball, and now Ghastly's yours. And I have a haunted Pokeball. Yes, you do. All right. So, and with that, I think you have quite a bit of your sh- of your shift left, um, uh, probably about two hours. I'm going to let Ghastly out of the Pokeball and, have, and see if he'll accompany me on my shift. Okay. So you uh, take out the Pokeball, and you open it up, and Ghastly's looking around like... I was just here. <laughs> and <clears throat> it's just like looking at you expectedly. Gasly, I'm I'm sure you saw the other two. Uh we're we're keeping watch around this tree. Would you like to patrol with me? And Gasly looks hesitant at first. Like Gasly like it really seems like Gasly is not used to p- things or people or Pokémon being nice to it. So hesitantly it nods softly with his soft <laughs> and ghastly just gives you like a soft nod and actually like smiles at you but not with like it's creepy open mouth but just like a like oh, just okay. like a, a genuine smile all right and as your shift ends please don't lick me <laughs> and as your shift ends the sun starts to rise on the viridian forest is and- it still like storming no. You said the rain slowed down a little bit. The rain bit, but... slowed down, and right toward the end of your shift, the rain stopped, the clouds moved away, and it's just a very clear and sunny morning. And with that, you start to hear rustling coming from the inside of the of the little makeshift lean-to, and it sounds like people are up. So I'm going to return Ghastly to his Pokeball. Okay. So you take out your Pokeball, and... You do the whole return thing, and he goes back in, and now it's just you. And then I turn my hat backwards. I don't have a hat. I'm lying. 
And with that, you start to hear more rustling from the lean-to, and it's morning. And with that, we're going to go into the lean-to, and Atticus, Sandoran, Tyler, and Nina are all awake. And I think, um, well, you guys tell me what, what you want to do. Um, I'm probably... I'm probably one of the first awake mm-hmm. um, with the storm and what happened last night. Probably didn't get much sleep as it is, so eventually got up, got some fire together, released Charlie. Got some beans for breakfast. Started, mm-hmm. started the fire. No, I still have my own snacks. Um, and That's too good, too for, good for our beans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, and since I'm not feeling like having beans in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie and I are having some of... The snacks in my backpack. Okay, so you're still having it in the lean-to. Uh, no, we we started a fire like right kind of outside of it, so we're just hanging kind of right outside of it. Okay, and Wesley, so you see, Sandoran and Charlie come out of the lean-to, and they're the first ones awake. I'm gonna go uh, walk over by him. I guess that means my shift is over. Yep. Morning, Wes. Uh, good morning. Did you get any sleep last night? Uh, I did. Um, you know, before my shift. Yeah. How'd your shift go? It was eventful. Um, let, let's, t- let's talk about that later. Okay. Do you want any food? I still have some snacks if you yeah, want Yeah, which you wouldn't mind passing me some of that magical fruit. <laughs> so, I think... Get it? They're beans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I think... What kind of food are you eating? Is it crinkly in a wrapper or? Uh, no, like, they're they're all wrapped up in leaves. They're like <laughs> they're like the version, like the the Pokemon version of probably like an Uncrustable or something. Okay, you know, before the Americanization of it all. For for so humans not, or for wait, Pokemon? Wait a second. Like, are you saying like, that there's no, 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 that no, no, there's it's foreign Uncrustables somewhere? <laughs> no, I'm saying like in, fancy in in the Pokemon. In the anime, oh, okay. they all ate rice balls. Okay. Like both humans and You mean and jelly Pokemon. donuts? Yes, jelly donuts. <laughs> Stupid Americanization. <laughs> um, yes. So, like, something like that, where it's like, it's a small, small little something that both mm-hmm. humans and Pokemon can eat. Okay. So, you, s- you start to uncrinkle this, this uh, wrapper, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Abby teleports right in front of you grabs it and teleports back into the lean-to. <laughs> I look over to the lean-to and I'm like, Abby. And and you hear more crinkling and then <laughs> I hold out I hold out my arm to Wes and I say, here, I'm going to give you this one. <laughs> this is your responsibility. If she takes it, it's Don't not you put on, on that evil on me. <laughs> <laughs> I go to grab it, I guess. Okay, you have a snack. I don't care. Right. I, don't know what you're I thought Abby was coming back for seconds. <laughs> Quality cut. Man, yep. this is delicious. <laughs> Too bad you didn't get one. You have any more? No, no just no. this one. This I was is the already, last one. No, okay, no. I was eating mine and I was offering you another one. <laughs> Charlie and I were already chowing down. So I think after a little bit, Nina and Tyler start to wake up and they come out and start like just gathering their things. They start to dismantle the lean. Well, no, Atticus is, is still inside. So <laughs> no, they, they just that's, with that's how they wake up Atticus. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, okay, so they start to take apart the lean-to, but not so the leaves and branches fall on you, Atticus, so, but they, like, just disassemble it around you, and then once they're done, it's just you sleeping on, <laughs> sleeping on the ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, 
everyone's just kind of up and active at this point, and then Abby's getting really irritated that you're still sleeping, Atticus. So she comes over to you and puts her hands on you, and she teleports you. <laughs> and um, and you wake up really wet. Ooh. ooh. Uh, she teleported you directly into the lake. Oh, wow. <laughs> he drowns. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I inhaled a big lump full of water and I'm dead. <laughs> All right. Well, see you guys later. Can we still use our studio? <laughs> Abby teleports you into the lake, and then I think you jolt up awake, and then she teleports you back to camp. <laughs> and I just like appear, just like, you know, like that stance where you like just got like a bucket full of water on you, kind of hunched up. I'm just like, mother <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> morning, Atticus. <laughs> Nina and Tyler and go, good morning. Like good morning. <laughs> gets everyone wet. <laughs> so after after disassembling the camp and just kind of like hanging out for a little bit, Nina says, oh, uh, guys, um, again, thanks for thanks for keeping track of uh, keeping watch over us. Uh, how, how was it? Pretty uneventful, I hope? Well, last night was kind of rough, actually. At least for me, it was. Rough? Like... Did the storm get really bad? I, I I didn't even notice. No, the storm ended up calming down, but I don't know. I must have just been really tired because I I started seeing things. Seeing things? What a what what were you seeing? I mean, there's just Pokemon out there, right? You saw some Pokemon, right? No, I I saw my mom. You're she's all the way in Pewter City. I mean, I doubt that she'd make the trip. All the way to the Viridian Forest just to see you. What what what's what's happening? I I just I I don't know what I saw, but like she she was just she was just so mean. Like she was calling she was saying that I wasn't good enough and and that I I would I would never amount to anything as a trainer and she was yelling at me for leaving. That's impossible. You you had to have been dreaming. No, I saw some shit too. Really? Yeah. What? what, what I, I think I did. What did you see? Um, my dad. But your dad? He's he's dead, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. And uh, I kind of like slowly just kind of sink to the ground when I hear that. Guys, I might be able to explain what you saw last night. Yeah, any any information would be very much appreciated. You can see all you can feel all of these eyes on you, like not just from Atticus and Sen, but from Nina and Tyler, and I think even Pete and Abra are just kind of like looking at you. Wesley reaches into the into his uh, pockets and he pulls out a, a purple topped Pokeball mm. and he pushes the button on it uh, to make it its normal size and, and opens it up and releases what's inside. All right, so then you all see come from this Pokeball. At first, it's just a big ball of gas, but then it solidifies, and you all see a ghastly in front of you. The it fuck is that? Guys, meet ghastly. Um... Gasly was playing pranks on us last night. 
he pranks. I didn't say they were nice pranks, but this um, is a fucking joke. That did that. That's. And you all see Gasly's eyes go to the ground. How could you catch something like that, Pete? Like... Thundershock. Okay. Uh, surprise attack. Yeah. Yeah. Atticus is not if he, happy. Yeah, if he like... if he doesn't, I'm gonna tell Charlie to do something. Okay. Uh, Sorry, but <laughs> um, I think with a surprise, I think that's probably going to be with advantage to hit. Okay. Yeah. Fifteen. Before it hits, Wesley moves into Gasly's body. Okay. And takes the thunder shock himself. Okay. So I think in the split second that that Atticus calls out thunder shock, you go to go in between. And your AC, <gasps> your AC is definitely oh garbage. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Atticus, what did Pete roll for damage? Max. And which is oh, ten. Oh my god. <laughs> and what's your health? Uh, at the moment, it's sixteen. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> minus <right>. ten. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. You said that my butt clenched a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> did you just kill him? Thanks, diehard dice, for these great dice. <laughs> So Wes dives in front of Ghastly and takes this Thundershock. And Wes, you're, you drop to the ground. You, remain, you retain consciousness, but you drop to the ground. And then all of a sudden, Tyler and Nina rush forward and, like, flip you over. Just make sure that you're okay. And, like, they surround you. And Tyler stands up in front of you, Wes, and he goes, What the hell, Atticus? What, what, that fucking thing, man, like, my, my dad's dead, and, and he made me look him in the eyes, dead eyes, what the fuck? And he made, and he made me think that my mom was upset that I was ever born. I, you think maybe ask questions before you do shit like that? Like, Wes could have really gotten hurt. Well, he did. <laughs> he is currently very hurt. <laughs> Nina, like, is still tending to Wes right now. Like, she, like, lowers her head to your chest, Wes, and just, like, makes sure that your heart is still beating at, like, a regular interval. And then once she's satisfied, she lifts her head up and says, Wes, can can you hear me? I can hear you. Are, are, you, are you okay? I'm going to be fine. Guys, I I know how you're feeling. Gasly did the same thing to me, but what did you see? Gasly took the form of my childhood friend, a, a Marowak that was Carbuncle's Pokemon. It it died when I was very young, and it that's why I decided to become a researcher. I had to know what happens to these Pokemon when they die. I had to know where you go and I think that having Ghastly with us could maybe help me answer some of those questions I was angry too at first but I I guess I was just hoping that maybe if we showed Ghastly a little bit of humanity that that it would I don't know grow with us and you guys see that Ghastly is starting to like back away starting to float backwards wait and I walk over to Gasly. Okay. Um, Wesley tries to get up, but stumbles. 
Okay. You know what you did was mean, right, Ghastly? And Ghastly, like, still has its eyes to the ground, and its mouth that is normally open and smiling is just closed and... Look, Ghastly, I'm not going to say that I wasn't upset, but that really hurt, and I think that we can help you. And if you want, I think we can get past this. But I, but you gotta, you can't do that stuff. You don't know what it kind of effect it can have on people. And Gashley starts to shake its head, and like closes its eyes, and like, it looks very, very pitiful right now. It's okay. I, I forgive you. Okay. I, 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 I can get over it. Don't worry about it. Um. So Atticus is kind of standing there. He hasn't really moved, and he just looking at everyone and or. <laughs> Are you guys, like, serious right now? I mean, what was he gonna do? I mean, this is this is probably just in his nature, Atticus. Like, he didn't know any better. I, oh my god. I watched my own mother shoot my dad in the fucking head. And last night I saw my dad there. And he was asking me why I left. I can't, I can't, I can't handle, I don't even know what the, <laughs> I've never seen something like that before. I... I'm, I'm not interested in this kindergarten feeling good about everything. Everything's heart and rainbows bullshit. I, I need to take a beat. Abby, let's go. And they teleport away. All right, guys. Well, I think that's probably where we end the episode. Uh, oh, <laughs> guys, uh, Nick, Aaron, I love you. Okay? I, I, dude, I love I, you both so we're much. We're all still friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We all just hold hands a yeah, little bit. Like, no, Come on, see, reach your right. hand. Yeah, hold yeah, hands. Here. We're actually we're, holding hands. Yeah, we're, we're, all, so we're all friends. Cool. All right, so yes. just, we, I love you guys. Like, <laughs> no, we need the oh, whole. <laughs> all that's right. Just, that's just good writing. Uh, and you know what? Pokemon's I'm getting, fun, no, and it's real cool. Hats off to you, Gatlin, yeah, for this. Holy like, shit. That uh, was, thanks. that was fantastic. <laughs> oh, just so all you know, too, like, get, like when, when we were each recording, like, our turns, like, uh, like, uh, like keeping watch, Gatlin had the other two of us leave the room. Oh yeah, like we oh, yeah. did not know what was going on. So like that, oof. oh, just hats off to you, Gatlin. Well, that's, thank you. That's good stuff. And with all those very nice compliments, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say thanks everyone for listening to the Roaring Trainers, Kanto and the Jazz Age. I've been Gatlin. I'm Adam. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nick. And have a good week, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you guys. everyone thanks for listening if you want to follow us on the social medias please follow us at roaring trainers on twitter and at the roaring trainers on tumblr facebook and instagram trainers check out filling in the gaps a weekly tabletop role-playing session building podcast each week hosts cameron and rich take one random theme and one random scenario both identified by a roll of the d20 and create a playable session for you to share with your players great for dms and players alike follow them on twitter at filling in the gaps and find them on any podcasting app by searching filling in the gaps